This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 25th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Senate Dems propose clean fuel credit. Senate bill increases freight highway miles for rural corridors. And U.S. rice makes new inroads to Chinese market. Senate Democrats propose clean fuel credit. Senate Dems are proposing to create a new tax credit for clean fuels as a part of a package of tax incentives intended to address climate change. The new tax credit would replace a series of tax incentives that are now on the books for fuels such as biodiesel, advanced biofuels, and natural gas. Fuels could qualify for the new credit in their life cycle emissions are at least 25% below the current U.S. national average. Under this proposal, conventional corn-based ethanol producers would be able to apply for the credit, too. Rather than tie incentives to specific technologies, the tax bill ties incentives to emission reductions and climate outcomes, said Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden of Oregon. The committee will consider the bill tomorrow. Take note, there also would be a new tax incentive for electric vehicles. Key Republican wants transparency from USDA legal staff. The top Republican of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Senator John Bozeman of Arkansas, says he's pushing USDA to share its legal thinking with lawmakers when it comes to key issues, such as the use of the Commodity Credit Corporation. Bozeman tells AgriPulse he conveyed that message yesterday to Janie Sims Hip, President Joe Biden's nominee to be USDA's general counsel. The committee will hold a confirmation hearing for HIP on Thursday. We talked at length about the importance of being transparent with us, Bozeman said. We're concerned about them really pushing the envelope on some of the things they're talking about. He says he didn't bring up the CCC specifically, but Republicans argue USDA lacks the legal authority to use the CCC account for a carbon bank. Keep in mind... The Climate Smart Agriculture Strategy USDA released last week does not mention the CCC or the concept of a carbon bank directly, but still suggests the department could play a role in supporting prices for carbon credits. Now take note, Bozeman supports HIP's nomination and isn't aware of any opposition. I think that she's poised to do a good job and certainly certainly has the credentials to be in that position, Bozeman said. And did you know, Bozeman and Hip both have deep University of Arkansas connections. Bozeman attended the university where he played football for the Razorbacks. Hip, a citizen of the Chicksaw Nation, founded the university's Indigenous Food and Agriculture Initiative and got her law degree from the university. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Dairy Management Incorporated serves America's 34,000-plus dairy farmers and dairy importers by managing research and marketing programs aimed at promoting dairy consumption and protecting the good image of dairy farmers, dairy products, and the dairy industry. 
Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Senate reauthorization bill increases freight highway miles for rural corridors. A Senate highway reauthorizing bill scheduled for markup on Wednesday would increase the maximum number of highway miles a state may designate as critical rural freight corridors. The number of miles is increasing from 150 to 300. The Senate and Environment and Public Works Committee unveiled the Surface Transportation Reauthorization Act of 2021 on Saturday. It would set a new baseline funding level of $303.5 billion for U.S. Department of Transportation programs for highways, roads, and bridges. This is a 34% increase from the last reauthorization bill that was packed back in 2015. By the way, House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee aid told AgriPulse to expect their text in the coming weeks. Chairman Peter DeFazio, an Oregon Democrat, hoped to have a bill by Memorial Day, but staff is still vetting more than 2,300 member-designated project submissions and hopes to complete the review soon. Claxton Poultry says it wasn't involved in price-fixing and bid-rigging. Claxton Poultry denies it was involved in a bid-rigging and price-fixing in the boiler chicken industry in response to an indictment announced by the Justice Department last week. The allegation of an antitrust violation, quote, is virtually identical to the pending charge brought in 2020 against Claxton Poultry's president, Mike Fries, and National Accounts Sales Manager Scott Brady, Claxon said at a statement sent to AgriPulse. The company has been investigating these matters extensively for two years and is confident it did not participate in price-fixing or bid-rigging conspiracies of broiler chicken products. Claxon Poultry continues to believe that the allegations in the indictment are without merit and it intends to vigorously defend these charges and its good name, the company said. U.S. rice makes new inroads to Chinese market. U.S. rice sector is still trying to drum up new business in China. Representatives took full advantage of a recent agricultural showcase event hosted there by USDA's Agriculture Trade Office. The China-based company Sun Given Foods, which distributed the first U.S. shipment to China that arrived there uh, more than a year ago, donated U.S. rice to give away as samples at the event, says the USA Rice Federation. We were pleased to see Sun Given participate in this activity, allowing us to share U.S. rice to all of the interested visitors, said Jim Gwynn, USDA Rice Director of Asia Promotion Programs. Additionally, we garnered four qualified contacts for expressed interest in U.S. rice, requesting samples and U.S. exporters' contact information, including a food service company to test in their restaurant. Pasteurized butter requirement upheld by federal court. The Food and Drug Administration properly rejected a petition challenging the agency's authority to require pasteurization of butter, a federal judge ruled yesterday. Raw milk advocate Mark McAfee and 
farm-to-consumer legal defense fund sued over the denial of the petition, which sought to have butter removed from the definition of milk products and said FDA did not have a scientific basis for requiring pasteurization. But U.S. District Judge Rudolph Contreras in Washington, D.C., said FDA properly promulgated its 1987 rule requiring pasteurization of milk and milk products under the Public Health Service Act. Plaintiff's argument rests on the false premise that the pasteurization rule works a change to butter standard of identity as defined in the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, he said in his decision. They offer no statute, regulation, or case to back that position. Their only support is a misreading of history. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 25th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.